let us pray. Thank you, loving Father, for giving us the grace to see yet another day. Thank you for your love and your kindness, your mercy and goodness that you have bestowed upon us. We see it in the air we breathe, the food we eat, the water we drink, the security and peace that we enjoy. We see it also in the way you give us grace to live for you and to overcome temptations. Thank you, Father. Now, Lord, we want to give glory to your name. By living a life of faithfulness towards you, we ask that as we go through our devotion, that you will grant us the gift of your Holy Spirit to understand these spiritual themes. Supply us with heavenly impressions in our hearts that will cause us to walk in the way of righteousness. And to all who listen, let them be blessed. Put your words in our mouth, O Lord. And help that we will speak words that will be a blessing to all who would listen. Thank you, Lord, for hearing and answering our prayers. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Our High Calling December 27 Almost Home And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. John 14 verse 3 More than 1800 years have passed since the Savior gave the promise of his coming. Throughout the centuries, his words have filled with courage the hearts of his faithful ones. The promise has not yet been fulfilled, but nonetheless, sure is the word that has been spoken. Christ will come in his own glory in the glory of his Father and in the glory of the holy angels. Ten thousand times ten thousand and thousands of thousands of angels, the beautiful, triumphant sons of God, possessing surpassing loveliness and glory, will escort him on his way. In the place of a crown of thorns, he will wear a crown of glory, a crown within a crown. In the place of that old purple robe, he will be clothed in a garment of whitest white, so as no fuller on earth can white it. Mark chapter 9 verse 3 And on his vesture and on his thigh, a name will be written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Revelation chapter 19 verse 16 To his faithful followers, Christ has been a daily companion a familiar friend. They have lived in close, constant communion with God. Upon them, the glory of the Lord has risen. In them, the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ has been reflected. Now they rejoice in the undeemed rays of the brightness and glory of the King in His Majesty. They are prepared for the communion of heaven for they have heaven in their hearts. With uplifted heads, with the bright beams of the Son of Righteousness shining upon them, with rejoicing that their redemption draweth nigh, they go forth to meet the bridegroom, saying, Lo, this is our God, we have waited for him, and he will save us. The time of tarrying is almost ended. The pilgrims and strangers who have so long been seeking a better country are almost home. 
I feel as if I must cry aloud, homeward bound. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace, without spot and blameless. 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 14 Amen. The title of the devotion is Almost Home and it is an encouragement to us both those who have been in the journey on the narrow way and those who are not to make us realize that indeed it is a reality when we talk about the second coming of Jesus Christ. Christ has promised in his word John 14 verse 1 to 3 he said let not your heart be troubled believe in God believe also in me in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you and if I go and prepare a place for you I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there ye may be also. This promise is not a joke, it is a reality. That is why the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, Without faith it is impossible to please God, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Those who believe in another home, in another country, are the only ones who make an effort to get it because he that cometh to God must believe first of all that he is that he exists and you must also believe that when he says he's going to reward those that diligently seek him that's those who faithfully do what he says you must believe that he's going to reward them before you make an effort to do what he says. If I don't believe that there are mansions prepared for the righteous, if I don't believe that God exists, then I will not do anything that he says. And that is why he says without faith it is impossible to please God. Because the only way to believe that God does exist is by faith. But what is faith? I have the evidence that God exists. I have... I have substance around me showing me that there is a God, though I have not seen him. That is why we are told faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The world is an evidence that there is a God. I wake up and I sleep is an evidence that there is a God. The transformation of character is an evidence that indeed Jesus does exist. And now that I believe, I have these evidences, I then exercise faith. And I believe that since he said that he is going to give a reward to all who diligently seek him, I will now make that effort to diligently seek him because I believe that there is a reward. Jesus is our example. While he lived here on earth, he was born in a family that was really, really poor. He lived a life of hardship and toil and poverty, sacrifice, self-denial. And when he began his ministry at the age of 30, he blessed a lot of people while himself was still living with great toil, day in, day out. At the close of his ministry, he was treated with contempt. A shameful death was dealt toward to him. That was his reward. Crown of thorns placed on his head, all his clothes removed, 
and hung up for all to see, treated like a thief, nailed to the cross. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 12, reading from verse 1, something about why Jesus was able to endure this. I'll get back to that. But when Christ comes a second time, instead of a crown of thorns, he will be with a crown of glory. Instead of a naked, mangled body upon a cross, he will be coming with thousands of thousands of glorious angels. And then he himself will be clothed in glory. You see, for us, that is an encouragement. Our Lord endured so that he can get his reward. We also are to endure. Hebrews chapter 12, reading from verse 1 says, Seeing also we are compassed with so great a cloud of witnesses. And what are these witnesses? The witnesses are seen in Hebrews 11. Noah listened to God and diligently sought him and built that ark because he was told to. He did his own part. And so did Enoch and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, Joseph. The Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews 11 verse 25 that Moses when he was come of age, reading from verse 24, when he was come of age, chose to suffer with the people of God and not to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. In verse 25, it says that he chose to suffer affliction with the people of God and to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God, esteeming the reward of God greater riches than the pleasures of Egypt. For he considered, he considered it in his mind. And that is what we also are to do. And not just Moses, but Jake, Joseph, Joshua, Caleb, David, Jephthah. All these people also made decisions to follow Christ and deny the things of this world. You see, the time is almost near when Christ will come. And that's why we say, almost home. This is no time for us to give up. This is no time for us to quake. This is no time for us to cowardly leave the track of narrow, the narrow way that we are walking. This is no time to chicken out of this great controversy. We are almost home. This is a time to charge ourselves to endure till the end. The temptations of Satan will get sharper, yes. But the glory and power of God will be revealed greater and greater towards us and we will have grace to overcome. Now that we see the signs thickening around us to know that we are almost home, Jesus gave the signs in Matthew 24 and these signs have fulfilled and have been re-fulfilling and fulfilling. And then there are other signs in Revelation 13 telling us that the beast is going to make some make his moves and we are seeing that United States are already making their moves along with Roman Catholicism. We know that the time is near. We know that the time is near. We are almost home. And this is no time to sleep. This is no time to say in our hearts, My Lord delayed his coming and begin to smite the other servants who are doing their best to wait for the coming of the Lord. This is no time to become overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and that day come upon us unawares. This is no time for us to feel like we have wasted all our life trying to do the will of God and since he has not come, let me take out some time to enjoy myself. Let me take out some time to indulge and give in to the desires of my flesh 
and to the things of this world. This is no time for that because the signs are showing us that Christ is coming soon and we are almost home. So what do we do? Hebrews chapter 12 reading from verse 1 says, Wherefore, seeing we are compassed with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and that sin, that one, which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience. Let us run with what? With patience, patiently. Run this race that is set before us. How? What is our motivation? Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. We'll come back to verse 3 and 4 very soon. Jesus endured. Why? Because he was looking ahead. And we also are to do the same thing. Look ahead. Look to the future. Look to that time when you are going to be living forever and ever and ever in the presence of God with pleasures forevermore. Look towards that time when all your suffering is going to come to an end. Look towards that time when you have your mansion to yourself, where you have your head crowned with the crown of glory, where you have abilities of angels to be able to fly from one world to another. Look towards that time, my brothers and sisters, and don't give up the race. Look to that time when you will see Jesus face to face. Look towards that time when there will be no more pain and suffering, no more death. Look to that time, my brothers and sisters, where you can finally be at rest. And like Jesus, look to the joy that is set before you and then come back to this time and endure the cross, despise the shame while your eyes are still looking towards that time. How was Jesus? You see, if you if you if you if you put yourself in the shoes of Jesus, then you would understand what Jesus endured. Here was someone who had power, divinity. He could he could say just a word and disperse all those people who were mocking him and who were cruelly disdaining him, that nailed him to the cross and smite him on the face, spit on his face, put that crown of thorns on his head and whipped him on the back. All of that was a temptation for him because it was a temptation for him to respond with his divinity and power. It was a temptation for him to just speak a word impatiently. It was a temptation for him to reveal his glory. It was a temptation for him to deny God. But he endured all these things. How? He was looking at the joy that was set before him. We need to endure and have patience. Like Jesus, endure, patiently bear whatever we will pass through and the consequences that comes to us from keeping the commandments of God and being faithful and loyal to Jesus. You see, I want us to understand again, Jesus deserves every single sacrifice, so-called sacrifice that you will make for him. It is worth denying ourselves for heaven, Jesus, not even just heaven, but Jesus as a person is worth every self-denial even if there was no glory even if there was no mansions even if there was no eternal life jesus deserves every every self-denial that we can practice for him and every sacrifice because he has done far more for us than any human being can do for us or than we can do for ourselves the reason why we see our lives the way it is is because of jesus Jesus at the beginning put enmity between man and the devil. If not for that, we would have been subjects, hopeless subjects of the devil. 
at his beck and calling doing his will at all times our lives will be miserable but jesus at the time man sinned said no i will set enmity between man and the devil and we will continue to have a chance to struggle against him and not give in to all his demands and he went further to die on the cross of calvary for our sins so that we can have another chance at getting eternal life and day by day he takes care of us he gives to us all that we need food shelter clothing protection guidance every evil we pass through in this world jesus has no hand in it it all comes from the devil or from ourselves jesus does us good all the time god is good all the time and all the time god is best he deserves our loyalty he deserves our unwavering faithfulness and fidelity he deserves every sacrifice that he demands and besides those things we call sacrifices that we make for jesus are not actually sacrifices whatever he asks us to give up is for our good and not necessarily for his good he has no benefits in your salvation you have all the benefits he makes all the sacrifice while you only make decisions to help yourself so heaven is worth waiting for it is worth every self-denial for our sakes and that's why i say jesus deserves all the self-denial and self-sacrifice that we can give so help yourself do not give up in this race press on endure be patient the only reason why it's like this is because we are in sinful flesh and that's why we have this struggle against our flesh and that's what we have to endure endure the clamors of self and deny yourself and then we also have to endure the attractions of the world we must endure these things patiently and deny our desires and deny the devil also and do what god wants us to do for our good for our good endure the cross and at the end there will be left for us glory and pleasures forevermore mansions prepared for all who are faithful to the lord so are you on the verge of giving up don't give up brothers and sisters are you on the verge of saying i'm tired of running this race don't we're almost home press on don't give up let the beauty of god be seen in you are you on the verge of saying i am tired or you have not even made the decision at all now is another opportunity for you to say i want to give myself over to christ for the goodness and mercy he has shown towards me i think it is worth sacrificing and dying for i can give up all my ambitions and all my plans for him he deserves it now is an opportunity for you to do that and for those who are already doing that now is an opportunity to recommit and reconsecrate yourselves to god i pray the holy spirit sets to your heart everything that has been said amplify it and make it more sensible to you to cause you to continue to walk in that narrow way or to begin to walk in it may that be our experience in jesus name amen let us pray loving father in heaven thank you for your goodness and your mercy which has been revealed to us in the words of encouragement that we have received this morning i commit ourselves unto your care and i pray lord please grant us the grace to do your will in all things and give us power power to endure power to do your will power to walk in the way of righteousness and truth help us lord in all things to continue to endure and to wait for the coming of our lord Thank you for answering our prayers. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen.